Chair Shot podcast for this week. Special anniversary edition of the show, lads. Happy eight years of uh, doing CSP. Congrats to everyone involved, including myself. Very much. Uh, and I'm joined, as always, by my ever-dependable co-hosts for eight long years. First of all, Mr. Joe Towner. Yeah, happy anniversary, Barry. It was um, eight years ago on Valentine's Day that we kicked this show off. Um, obviously, had a lot going on in our lives at that point. If we could take <laughs> a uh, Valentine's Day evening to record a pilot of a wrestling podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very. But it, well, it was a very sexy show, if I recall. Hey, um, it was romantic. Romantical. We talked about talked about the nasty boys. Yep. Uh, and some other scenes. Knobs, knobs and sags. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was good. Uh, and also joining us, rounding out eight years together, Mr. Paul Griffin. Yeah, that was back in the day uh, when we were all um, spotty-faced teenagers. Sad, sad single losers. Um, losers, single, pathetic, fucking sad, embarrassing God. little twerps. God, I, w- I wish I was a teenager eight years ago. Fucking hell. <laughs> Oh yeah! Wait, wait. Uh, I would, I would have been twenty-one, going on twenty-two. Mm. Little Barry though was about twelve on the first episode. <laughs> I was, I was nineteen. Well, there you go, teenager. Um, oh wait, no, wait, no, February. Yeah, no, I February twenty ten. February twenty ten. Eighteen. Fuck. Eighteen. Yeah. And I, I tell you what, Lance, I've, I've been clean shaven this week, so I, I look eighteen again. God. He took that John yeah, Goodman feedback to heart. I, I, I'll be honest, when I posted the picture from my side, I was a little bit like, oh god, um, I gotta, I gotta get rid of this, um, so yeah, I went, I went, I went, first time this has ever happened to me, I wait for a haircut during the week, and the, the fella just goes, do you want me to shave the beard? Um, <laughs> you couldn't start looking at it, probably. I've genuinely never been asked that before by my, by my barber, because he, he was doing the, he's like, uh, he's like, do you want me to split up the, uh, the sideburns and the beard, and I goes, yeah, yeah, you can, you can spit them off. Yeah. And he's like, do you want me to just get rid of the whole thing? And I was like, all right, it's not that bad, you know. It's I've gotten better. I've, I've gotten better. I've gotten better at growing the beard, but I was, I was due a shave, and I was like, yeah, go for it. Uh, saves me having to do it here and then cleaning up afterwards. You know, you gotta clean, you gotta clean out the sink and all that jazz for yeah, your yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, yeah, just, just do it, baby. So I'm, I'm looking quite fresh faced. I mean, I still have the big bags under my eyes and, and the ever growing second chin. But, you know, I mean, it's. It's not that bad. So um, I've just ruined life off there by talking about the one thing I did, which was get a haircut. Um, but anyway, uh, we're celebrating eight years, folks. We've got, a, we've got a fun show lined up for you. We've got a bit of wrestling. we got some TV and movies and all the other guffs that we've uh, come to talk about. Uh, I didn't do a whole bunch this week, um, uh, you know, for the for the old life guff, although uh, coming up, uh, referenced there earlier by one Joe Towner, it is Valentine's Day in a few days, lads. Ooh! Um, now we all have misses, so that's true, and mm. that was yeah. So that's that's one big difference. So do you have any plans? Uh, obviously, Valentine's is midweek, so I'm not actually doing anything on actual Valentine's Day. But me and me and the misses are going for some massages. Oh, um, hello. That's, I'm looking for. I'll be honest. I, I started getting them. I think it was uh, when we went to Spain last year. It was the first massage I ever had, and 
boy, it's good, especially if you've got an old an old office job and you're sitting in a chair in front of a front of a computer all day. It is a it is a very nice thing that I need to do more often. So we're doing that, going for a little meal and going for a few drinks. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I think actual okay. Valentine's Valentine's Day. I'll be, I'll be harkening back to the old, the good old loser teenage days, and I think I'll be seeing Black Panther with the lads. Oh, um, yeah, nice. that, that's that's how I, that's how I roll. Um, what about you, lads? You up to much? What about you, Joe? Yeah, it's your first, your first Valentine's Day as a as a spoken for man. Well, not spoken mm. for, but legally spoken for. Mm. Uh, he's one step ahead of he, us, to be fair. Yeah, he's, yeah, one foot in the grave. Am I right, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Two steps of anything, because we haven't even gotten to the pre-wedded bit yet. Oh, oh. anyway, uh, go on. Anyway. Um, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. on Wednesday evening she'll be six thousand miles away at work. So. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'll be going boxing. Oh, he's getting out his aggression. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so what, like, is that white-collar boxing? Or? Yeah, sweaty sweaty basement gym in uh, London, punching a bag for an hour. So that's my, that's my Valentine's Day. Keep it lean, uh, keen. <laughs> uh, what about you, Paul? You got any plans taking, taking uh, Natty out anywhere? Uh, yeah, I think we'll go out for a meal. I think I've said that, that we'll go out for a meal. Probably not on Valentine's Day itself, because they're always, it's always packed and shit, isn't it? And we kind of both... Um, detest people and yeah. detest packed places. So we'll. Do you want to go out on the Thursday instead? Sure. We'll go to Carol's, have a nice meal. Yeah. Sure. Okay. It's a date. Book a table. Uh, mm, mm, we'll see about booking a table. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm going out. You have to book a Burger King. I thought you just turn. I'm. I'm. I'm, t- I'm, ta- I'm taking a big old eight-year step backwards though, and on th- on Tuesday I'm going to the cinema by my own. <laughs> So, because Natty's gone to her parents' house, so I'm off to the cinema to watch the post. Oh, the post, lovely. Yeah, yeah no, probably. No, no, no. I, I, I still go on your own. On, on your own, I still go on my own. I don't go with you. Um, I still go on my own every now and then. It's grand, you know. Listen, listen. Although you know what, I feel like I should start just like just exclusively go with other people, so that when it when the film is finished, I can complain about the other arseholes in the theater to someone. Mm. Um, <laughs> Nice yeah. I need. I do need. It's nice having someone there to vent afterwards. But um, but yeah. So that's good. Anyway, yeah, I um, I tell you what. Let's speak of Burger King. The the other thing I did um, uh, this week, a very quiet week. But have you, have you seen this extra large Big Mac they do now in the McDonald's? Yeah. Then oh, the, there's God. a junior. There's a normal Big Mac, and there's like the grand Big Mac or something, isn't it? Yeah, so they've, yeah. it's, what is it, like, it, I think 50 years of Big Macs, I think they're, they're celebrating. Yeah, we've got another 42 to catch up on, to be fair. I know. <laughs> That's the real milestone. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I had, I had that this week, and I can confirm, it's a lot of, it's a lot of Big Mac. It's a lot of Big Mac. It, it was a, Oof. it was a, a rare McDonald's that I was, like, actually kind of full afterwards, um, so they do it. They do a junior one now, which is basically just a Big Mac with one with only one burger. They have the regular, which is two, and then they have the the Grand Mac, which I believe is just like two quarter pounders. I believe. Um, so yeah, it was very filling and disgusting, and and um, uh, and it was great. So um, that's fast food guff for the week. 
Um, I had a salad for dinner last night, lads. Right, I'm not bragging. Right oh, now. hello. Oh, God, hello. <laughs> counteract the, the grand Mac I had. And also, uh, I did uh, one one day during the week just have spare ribs from the local Chinese place for dinner. Um, so so that's good. So that's my greens eaten for the year. Um, uh, so you won't know it until I'm shredded like Finn Balor. Um, I'm not going to the gym, but you know. Um, <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let nature just take care of it, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm too, I'm too, I'm too lazy to to do like I I, I didn't uh, stream anything this week because that was too much effort. That's just sitting on my arse playing the video game. Uh, <laughs> so so the gym is uh, out of the question. I was sick this week actually. I did miss some time from work. Um, don't be too concerned, everyone. It was just a cold. Um, but yeah, that's life for me. Not a whole lot going on. What about you, gents? Anything going on this week? Non wrestling, non golf related that you wanted to make mention of? Um, well, I joined a gym for the first time ever, so that's good. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, I've never bothered before. I always just kind of worked out at home or, you know, went for a run and that sort of thing. But I found out my local gym is actually free at weekends if you're a local resident. Uh, they've got a pool as well. So signed up for that. Went along for a couple of me, me freebies this weekend, so that's really good. Saved me, you know, 40, 50 quid a month or whatever it is. Um, so it's grand. I'm going to be going every weekend from now on. It's just around the corner as well. So it's very, very handy. Alrighty. Uh, Paul, you're still you're still dieting it up, are you? Oh, yeah. That's good. Just just me lagging behind, so. <laughs> well, like you, I, I don't really go to the gym, though. I really should really start going a bit more often, going for a swim and all that. But I'm kind of... I, I, I'm very content to just eat a little bit better, but just, you know, be as lazy as before. Uh, which probably is slowing the progress down a little bit. But yeah, still eating a couple of apples a day. Instead of spinach, here's a fucking bombshell for the podcast. Instead of spinach, uh, I got a little bag of carrot batons as a, as a little treat for myself. So I'm fucking tired of spinach now. I have some carrots instead. <laughs> and, uh, a lot of sugar. Huh? Carrot has a lot of sugar. Yeah, but makes your eyes work like a motherfucker. That's a lie. <laughs> so that was my little Friday treat to myself. Was a little bag of carrots. Um, uh, but yes, I mean, aside from that, still, uh, yeah, still off the bread and still off the coke for the most part. Although I did have a little coke at cinema, so that was alright. You know. That's alright. Um, yeah, um, I'm kind of in a bad mood today though, because. Right. This football Ooh. stuff that happens. Oh. No, Barry, you're oh, not bad. big on the football. Bad, bad. You no, know, I agree. Football's bad. <sighs> it's the only thing that gets me so irrationally angry that four <laughs> hours after the fact, I'm still in a bad mood about it. I think I think it's because like we don't. I, I'm sure we did eight years ago, but we don't get mad at the wrestling anymore. Um, no, we just we're all, we're all, we just don't watch it, or we just yeah. watch it and go, "Oh well, that was fucking stupid." Whatever. I think we've moved on past mm. that. You're still doing it with the old football. Yeah, football's been a much longer love-hate relationship than wrestling, though. And, oh God, today's match. Good God, today's match. They just could not fucking score. Alexis Sanchez had a goddamn open goal, and instead of kicking the ball, he didn't kick it. And then when he did kick it, there was a player there to block it. I, was like, oh, God, I would have kicked it in. 
<laughs> I'll take that bit. Good luck. We just couldn't score. We couldn't, we, um. So I hate United now. Um, especially because Liverpool then went out and won easy peasy, which makes me even more angry about it. If they had lost, it would have been okay. But they won. So. so I'm just in a bad mood about that. Even though I still second the league and still in the FA Cup and still in the Champions League, I still, oh, I'm still very mad about it. How do you deal, Joe, with a bad result like that? Um, I don't know. It's tough. I kind of expected it. I don't think I am. Um, well, I look at the wrestling. I just stopped care, <laughs> care less than I used to. Like, yeah, a bad result like that. I would have been furious all day today and, and next couple of days. Whereas now I'm just, I've probably gotten over it in the last few hours. Right. I mean, I did see the defense had Smalling and Jones in the middle again. <laughs> Young and left mm. back again. <laughs> so I did have a little bit of a. A worry beforehand, but I thought you know we'll probably get a goal. We'll probably get a goal at least. All the best uh, attacker lads on. No, no goal, and uh, gave away uh, one of the worst defended goals probably ever. So that was good. Um, so I just wanted to get that off my chest because that's been <sighs> building up inside me since the game ended. Of course, took off my jersey right away. Just put on a t-shirt as I do to punish them. <laughs> Swapped it with another fella in the pub. <laughs> no, that's my that's my little punishment. That's my little thing. Is when they lose a game, I don't wear the jersey. I take off the jersey. <laughs> God, loser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that when like Jordan Devlin loses the OTT title. I'm just gonna strip right then and there in the middle of the venue. Throw his shirt in the bin. Oh, one thing I did in the week though, by the way, was I had have a lot of PS4 physical games. Like the discs still lying around. Um, so, for example, uh, Knack and Infamous Second Son, yeah. which I now have digitally anyway, because they come out on PS PS Plus. Oh yeah, Knack, Knack was the hot PS Plus game this month. So I had those two, I had L.A. Noir and South Park Stick of Truth on the PS3, which I now own both of those on other consoles, um, yeah. and I had as well. FIFA 14 on the PS4, which is goddamn four years old. Uh, PES 2017, also on PS4, which is now one year old. And Fallout 4, which I platinumed, finished as much as you can finish a game possibly. And if I ever want to get it back, I could probably get it on PSN for 15 quid. So I traded in those games to CEX, expecting to get about 25 euro. Yeah. 57.60. Oh, wow. That's not bad. So that was a nice little haul, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. So I said, I have that in cash, please. Uh, have your photo ID. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, yeah. Um, and, no. and also, by the way, I, I don't know how this story ends, but if you do have photo ID and you get it set up, much like GameStop, it's like, okay, here's half of what we told you, but if you want it in cash, it's half. Yeah, they don't give you as much. So I, I actually just took the store credit since there was 60 euro of it. Yeah. Got myself seven Blu-rays, which is nice. 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 Picked up uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and War of the Planet of the Apes, which Barry oh, has yeah. been reviewing, so that was good. Um, got the two X-Men movies that I don't have, so I got uh, Days of Future Past and Apocalypse. Apocalypse not that have good. Have you seen those? Yeah, yeah. I will. Days of Future Past I really like. Apocalypse, oh, yeah, that's the thing. Um, 
But I thought Apocalypse is all right. It's, I, it's I fine. It's fine. It's fine. For completionist sake, a lot of people hate it. A lot of people hate it. That 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 was the gap because I have all the ones before that, and I have Logan. So just to fill it in, got those two. Um, I got Princess and the Frog because Natty really likes that. So that's kind of part part of Valentine's gift for her. Um, nice. I got Rogue One because uh, I fell asleep in the cinema during about ten minutes. Obviously, give that a rewatch. <laughs> Uh, and there's one, something else I got, but I can't remember what it was. I got one more movie. Um, oh, it's Seven, is what it was. Because I still have not got around to watching Seven. So I got all of those Seven movies uh, for some old uh, PlayStation games that were lying around taking up space. Yeah, not bad. That was a nice little deal, wasn't I? I was surprised with how kind of positively I came out there. With, Speaking uh, of uh, movie releases, I was a little bit annoyed because our, our plan for Valentine's Day was we were going to go out on Saturday and then Sunday we were going to go see Lady Bird um, in the cinema because uh, that was tentatively on most uh, websites listed as coming out on the 16th uh, and then I went the Omniplex started taking bookings for Lady Bird and it's not out until the following weekend or sorry whatever the last weekend in February is like the 23rd 24th that is a preposterously big uh, jump between US release and well, that's, release hmm. It's still listed here as being for the... Oh, yeah, the 23rd. Yeah, I see what you mean. That's a massive pain in the whole... There was a delay that week, yeah. It is, because that movie is very good as well, so... I, yeah, I'm really so I've heard. I, so I've heard. I, I, want, I want to see it in the cinema, though. Um, I've heard it's about an 8 out of 10, with a very good performance. Oh, that's, but... that's, that's what the Scotland <laughs> is, yeah. <laughs> with a very good performance by, uh, by Laurie Metcalf as her mother. Yeah. Look, look so, um, that, that's a bit of a shame. Um... Yeah, bummer, but, you know, what can you do? Uh, well, take her, take her at dinner first. Oh, God. That took me a second. Well, I have, oh. I'm going to see the post, as I said, on, on Tuesday, which leaves me with uh, with 10 Oscar movies to watch before the, the 4th of, of March. So I have a good uh, three three a week will uh, we'll have me right on time. I've watched, uh, of, the, of the 23 movies I've seen now... 12 and I do okay. have I have the post on Tuesday booked so I'm going to go see that so I have a few reviews coming up uh, today on MovieGuff um, little preview I've seen four movies this week and the combined score is 20 out of 40 so Ooh. an average an average of 5 out of 10 so we'll see how it goes Right. So, uh, speaking of movies, I think maybe we'll jump in to the old uh, movie guff here. Hmm. Uh, I, I didn't watch any new movies this week, but and I don't know what what possessed me to do this. But for some reason, I was just like, I'm going to rewatch John Wick two uh, this week because I haven't seen it since uh, the cinema. Uh, oh boy, that movie is very good. Um, I loved it when I saw it in the cinema, but I actually loved it even more on a on a rewatch. Uh, it's great. It's like totally different from the first one in in a bunch of great ways. The action is just outrageously great. Um, and I always forget about these movies until I sit down to watch them. It was the same way when I rewatched the first one just before the second one came out, 
is just how, it, you know, story-wise, it is really basic. He pretty much just has to, you know, get from point A to point B, kill a person, and then kill loads of other people who are trying to stop him along the way. But it's just how everything is just so grandiose and stylish. Um, like, it's really just like a gorgeous film, like, from beginning to end, uh, uh, stylistically. So, yeah, John Wick 2, several thumbs up. And I got really hyped at the idea of the third one, but obviously that's probably a, a ways away at this stage. But, uh, yeah, watch those films if you have not yet. Uh, that was it for me. Oh, I wanted to check uh, where in my 2017 list did John Wick fall. Uh, but let, Letterbox is down. Oh, it's working now. Hang on. It was down a second ago. You don't get that Gremlins message. It's giving me that. Okay, let's see. Uh, 2017, John Wick 2 of... Of the 46 movies I've seen so far. Uh, number nine. Real good. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. It would be about... I think it's about there uh, on my... Well, actually, I can... Well, top, top 10 of the I year. I gave it a nine out of ten. So, very very high score. Really great movie, John Wick 2. Yeah. Surprisingly yeah. good. Because I think that one has all like the cool moments in it that when you think of John Wick, you think John Wick 1. But I think John Wick 2 is better. Yeah, but my my I was thinking rewatching it. I was like, oh god, you know, I think I think this is better. But then I was like, it is it is a different thing. Like I I forgot how way more into the reads with the uh, with the the lore they get. Yeah. Um. Uh, I I forgot all about that. So um, uh, looking at my my tentative, currently unpublished letterbox list. Mm-hmm. Um, because I wanted to see Lady Bird and, if, and a couple of other things. I still haven't watched Dunkirk. I still have the Dunkirk Blu-ray just sitting there. Yeah, Dunkirk's very, uh, very good. Um, I, I, I do want to get to that before I, I, I publish this. But I had I have John Wick 2 at 5. Hmm. But also, I, I, I want to rewatch a ghost story. I think I might bump that up. I here. still haven't seen that. Fuck, I forget that you've seen so many great movies that I've just not got a chance to see that I won't see until after the Oscars. <sighs> but anyway, uh, so yeah. Uh, that was my only movie guff contribution this week. Who would like to go from there? Paul, do you want to take us through your, your movie viewing of the week? Uh, yes, I'd love to. Um, so, one day I woke up and heard that during the Super Bowl that they had announced the imminent release of the new Cloverfield movie. Oh, uh, yes. The Cloverfield yes. Paradox. Um. And I've seen, obviously, seen and loved the first Cloverfield. Um, seen and loved even more, I think, the second one, the Clover, uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yes. So of course, I'm Ooh. I'm a big Cloverfield guy, so I was very very excited about this new Cloverfield. Um, I did. The only thing I heard about it going in, because I tried to go in as blind as possible, only pretty much only knowing the name. The only thing that I heard about it beforehand was that the reviews had not been great. So, we turn on Netflix, booted up this movie, Cloverfield Paradox. It's, uh, whereas the first Cloverfield is a found footage monster film, and the second one is kind of this, like, condensed thriller, uh, psychological thriller. Cloverfield Paradox is more, like, sci-fi horror, I guess. Mm. Um, if if you imagine your head, like, Alien, or, uh, Interstellar... Although that's that's not horror, obviously, but that same kind of feel. Event Horizon, basically, you know, people trapped in a 
in a spaceship where the, the spaceship is the horror house you know it's that kind yeah of space space horror yeah so if you if you imagine all the worst parts of those movies oh, and, no. and <laughs> made one movie of them uh that's oh, what the, yeah it's it's completely completely derivative there's there's barely an original idea in it and all the stuff that is original makes no sense whatsoever so well, that's, to that's give people an idea of what the movie's about um Earth is running out of energy very badly, okay? That that's set up in the first like sounds like sounds like real life to me, Paul. Yeah. Well this thing it goes, Earth is is running out of energy really badly, and so they're sending a spaceship up to do the hydrogen collider thing in space for some reason. Um uh. right? Uh despite that, people throughout the movie are using uh phones, tablets with no apparent issue, and they have like live ch- video chat to space. So, you know, when you watch movies like Moon and, for you who've seen Moon, they have, like, and it's common in, in a lot of these movies where when people in space are communicating with people back on Earth, it's, like, recorded video messages that take weeks to get back yeah. to Earth. Here, they just have live video chat. The, the, the concept Ooh. of live video chat between people on space, on Earth and in space, is, is already hilarious. <laughs> Especially when there's an, a huge energy shortage. Where's the energy coming from for this, then? Why are they letting people chat to space? Anyway. Yeah, the, and what happens is they, they have their Hadron Collider, and, it, and, and a few times it fails, and they're getting kind of antsy about that. And then it works. And, uh, and for some reason, and a lot of this review will be for some reason, because there's no logic to the film whatsoever, um, two dimensions cross over. Okay, <gasps> so where the dimension where these people we know are, are in, things from the other dimensions start happening in their world, and so they're like, "What's happening?" And the, but the stuff, this it, it's basically a, a way for the writers to to just do anything, and it's all explained with, you know, oh, well, this is did the, yeah, it's kind of a wizard did it basically. So um, Chris O'Dowd, who's in it and is not very good in it, his. Um, God, is he just like, oh, sure, Jesus, the portal's open, and now all... He plays the mo- the most awfully man there's ever been. Um, <laughs> for for reasons that I won't go into, his arm comes off at some point, and he, he looks at it and nonchalantly goes, will it grow back? Oh, God. Clang. That's, the, that's, has, that's how funny this movie is, folks. Um, and then the arm starts crawling around on its own and writes like... A, they give it a pen and it writes down a really, really important plot point. And it's like, how, how does that happen? What? How does that happen? Because dimensions, mate. There's just dimensions. <laughs> so that's kind of, it makes no sense. Uh, the performances are, despite a quite good cast, uh, the performances tend to be on the bad side. The plot is nonsense. It looks terrible. It looks like a TV show. Um, and then the very, very last shot is probably the most offensive thing in where they they shoehorn in a really really transparent uh cloverfield integration here to make this a cloverfield movie which is like spider-man spider-man showing up in civil war but a thousand times worse where you know with civil war is like the civil war movies happening oh but halfway through they got the rights to spider-man well fuck put him in the movie for 20 minutes that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie and then he just disappears 
they have kind of a moment like that where obviously this movie was made as not a Cloverfield movie and then they're like fuck put the Cloverfield scene at the end complete slap in the face um so yeah it sucked uh two out of ten avoid avoid like the goddamn plague especially if if you enjoyed the first two Cloverfield movies pretend it doesn't exist because the one thing it does well is kill off a franchise yeah I've only seen the first one but I did really like it well the second one is great really really yeah I, I, I gotta I gotta watch the second one at some point that's a shame yeah like really the only thing the only thing connecting them was the perceived quality so no not uh, anymore that's a, uh, no, it's, no, no, it's no, been no, fairly no. universally panned apart from Callum on the forum who liked it for some reason <laughs> uh, well you know there's no accounting for taste uh next movie then was the Florida project uh which is an Oscar nominee which came out sometime last year, starring Willem Dafoe and a lot of nobodies you won't have heard of. And essentially it's the story of these kids living out of a motel um in Florida, in, in Orlando, just beside Disney World. Yeah. And uh their parents have drug issues and so on and so forth. It is very much... I, like, I found it very similar to the first part of Moonlight, tonally. You know, that first third. Um, where it kind of doesn't shy away from the, the darker side of that kind of lifestyle. And it kind of delves into things like drug abuse and prostitution and na-na-na. Um, so, yeah, the first 45 minutes I actually didn't really like much. Because the first 45 minutes is more or less just kids playing for 45 minutes so mm. kids uh with high-pitched voices squealing and running around and my 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 old man-ness kind of kicked in i was like oh my god with these kids shut up <laughs> but actually um despite that despite that i did enjoy it at the time uh i think it was actually necessary to have that be the start of the movie because you have these little relationships build that then kind of pay off in the second half of the movie. The second half of the movie is definitely the stronger half. Um, and the ending is uh, is very emotional. Very, very tough ending. Um, I don't remember, did I do a tear at that? Definitely a Coco I did. Um, not sure if I did at that, but it was it was definitely very sad. Um, and Will Nafoe was Will Nafoe probably will win uh, an Oscar for his performance in it. He's, he's really great. Because um, Willem Dafoe very often plays these over-the-top characters. Um, he's got a very uh, unique look, a very unique face. So he tends, I know, obviously, in Spider-Man and Antichrist, he usually plays these kind of over-the-top roles. And here he's, yeah. like, he's like the one level-headed person in this whole movie. And uh, he plays it very like a very understated performance. But he's very, very good in it. So Florida Project... Uh, by the end of it, really, really enjoyed. Um, you do kind of have to get through the first part of it, though, to get to the, the good stuff. So I go around an 8 out of 10 on that one, but it is very, very good. Um, and then we come to the weekend's movies. So I've been to the cinema today and yesterday. Yesterday I saw Early Man, which is the new Ardman movie. The guys who do Wallace and Gromit and Chicken Run and all of them. And uh, Early Man is about cavemen playing football. And it was fine. Um, it wasn't terribly funny. It had a lot of football puns in it, which I kind of liked. 
because I thought they were all very clever. Um, Can you give us an example? Uh, well, there's the bad guy in it, the who's like the the son of the queen. They all the people call him like your premiership and your your premier uh. leader. And then oh. during the actual football match, they have they have a match where it's the caveman against the Bronze Age, and the commentators say this is like early man, United. <laughs> and I went, oh. there's lot, lots and lots of that. Um, <laughs> Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones is in it, who plays Arya. Oh yeah, and she does the weirdest American accent throughout. It's like, why would you even get? Because she obviously has this voice that you recognize from Game of Thrones. So why would you get her in to do a different voice? Just get hired American mm-hmm. actress, if that's the case. Like, I don't know why. They, it's weird. Um, but I just found it kind of run in the mill. There was nothing particularly good about it, but not particularly bad. It was just kind of middle of the road. Fine. Yeah. Five out of ten, somewhere. It was okay. The kind of movie that I'll forget I'd, I'd even seen a year from now. <laughs> Buy it on Blu-ray. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Get it ZX. Trade trade in uh, Pez 2018 for it. Um, and then this morning we saw Ferdinand starring WWE's John Cena. And Ferdinand's Ooh. about uh, a bull who doesn't want a bullfight. He just wants to smell flowers. And uh, this is made... Don't want, don't want to bullfight. He doesn't want to be involved in the whole bullfighting shit. He just wants to smell a flower and live on um, a flower growing farm this is based apparently on an old spanish story the story of ferdinand the bull um this is made by the company who did uh ice age and rio um and yeah it uh it was not very good oh the only reason i saw it by the way people are thinking why did why did you go see ferdinand for um it, it was on my oscar list it did unbelievably. It did get nominated for best animated picture, which shows you how uh, good the quality of animated efforts was this year. When well, so did so did Boss Baby. So imagine a world where Boss Baby gets nominated for an Oscar and isn't even the worst <laughs> film of its category. Because that's the world we mm. live in. Mm. Uh, Ferdinand is. One of those animated movies where the first thing that annoys me about them is the the you know when some of these like storks and movies like that where the visual style yeah. is just the laziest. Yeah. Like especially I've seen Coco. Coco is this amazing looking film, um, with great character designs, great landscape designs, and here is just the bog standard wacky looking people, wacky looking cars, big cartoon eyes, um. It was just kind of ugly looking, to be honest. Um, so I didn't, uh, I didn't enjoy it much. Um, John Cena was okay in it, but you could tell that he's not done a lot of voice acting. He, he comes mm. off sometimes. Some of his lines are, are fine, but sometimes he comes off a bit wooden. Um, and the story does have a good kind of moral to it. It's got a good heart behind it, but. Um, it, it was just kind of inane. And it's definitely yeah. skewed more towards kids, whereas Coco and, to an extent, Boss Baby have kind of an aspect you can come to it as from a t- from an adult's point of view, whereas Ferdinand is just yeah. so 
kiddie that I just found hard to enjoy. Um, although, there was one point of the movie where I laughed until I cried. But I was kind of laughing at the movie more than with it. Right. Where right. there's a scene where the bulls are essentially in a dance-off with horses for reasons, again, I won't go into. And there's this one bull who is genetically created in a lab who does the most ridiculous kind of body popping. And I just thought it was the dumbest thing. And I just laughed for about, what, three minutes? I just couldn't stop. And I was crying. Like, I found it was hilarious how just situationally I was in the cinema watching this movie with this like absolute nonsense this utter dreck movie happened <laughs> i just cried just laughed i couldn't stop laughing uncontrollable laughter um this might have also been a part of the fact that we were up super early to go see it we saw it at 10 past 10 which meant we were up at like 8 30 to go see this movie oh bad it was so bad anyway ferdinand three out of ten, three out of ten so oh, no, no in summary don't watch ferdinand uh watch boss baby instead uh, don't watch Early oh, Man. God. Watch Chicken Run instead. Don't watch The Cloverfield Paradox. Watch 10 Cloverfield Lane instead. And uh, The Florida Project's pretty good. Alrighty. Uh, Joe, did you see anything? Uh, no, nothing new. Uh, I rewatched Creed uh, last night. How did you enjoy oh, that? Um, yeah, it's very, very enjoyable. Uh, great, great turn from Sylvester Stallone. Uh, Michael B. Jordan's good. And it's just, yeah, it's a fun, very fun film. Very good. Enjoyed it a lot. Um, of course, directed by Ryan Coogler, who's done Black Panther, which is why I decided to rewatch it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's only done three films. He's done Black Panther, Creed, and Fruit Vale Station, which I haven't seen yet. I'm going to try and watch that. But yeah, good. Thumbs up. Alrighty. Uh, so we can go from that, I guess, in to uh, a little bit of telly guff, and we have to take a little moment here to just just oh. tab things out. And, and one last time, uh, uh, just let it be known that those scrambled eggs up in the sky, uh, they did come a-calling uh, for the great John Mahoney, or Mahoney, I don't know, he's American, so I assume it's... Really oh, he's, not, he's actually he's not American, he was British, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Uh, John Mahoney of uh, Fraser fame. He played Marty Crane. Passed away this week at the age of 77. Um, what a loss, lads, except for Paul, who never watched it. Oh. Did you produce a call in? Did you do the scrambled eggs? Pardon? That's a show for you to watch. Fraser. Your homework, you watch Fraser. How many episodes of it are there? Uh, uh, 240. <laughs> <laughs> Literally 200, about 200. 264 episodes. Okay. You might want to give me... Uh, uh, maybe I'll watch that by the 16th anniversary. Uh, yeah, watch season one. And the good thing is, only 20 minutes. So Yeah, they're only 20 minutes. You can fly through them. And uh, they're not exactly tough to digest. No, uh, no. Pretty much the two sons are like... Uh, uh, this particular type of sherry is something a commoner would drink and then John Mahoney goes well if you don't want this maybe Eddie will have it and then the dog runs out and he goes isn't that right that's Eddie it, and, yeah. and, the, and the crowd cheers for the dog so if that doesn't sound like a great show 
they uh, doing this with you but um, yeah, yeah very, sad. very sad uh, one of those uh, one of those performances where you just can't imagine him you just imagine he is the, ca- the character hard to imagine him as anything else yeah it's just uh, so perfect he had a, you know, uh, I was just kind of reading some stuff about him after he died. You know, he's he's a pretty respected actor in, in some other roles, yeah. especially yeah. in Britain. Um, but yeah, like really, really like, oh, dare I say, iconic role. I mean, that was that was like one of the biggest shows in the world for a while. Uh, yeah, it sucks. It really sucks. And I I wanted to watch some Frasier uh, in in respect of that, but it, I think. It's only on Hulu, which is not in this country yet, and I think it's on Channel 4's service, mm. which, is not, which is only very partially available in Ireland. We don't, we don't have access to a lot of stuff on there. Yeah, I mean, just pop Channel 4 on at any time of day, really. <laughs> yeah, just stick that on. Yeah, four episodes in a row. But <laughs> anytime before, like, midday, and it's on a loop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, R.I.P. to the great uh, uh, John Mahoney. Uh, who else watched some TV this week? I didn't watch anything other than I finished The Good Place, which is really fantastic. Um, but I, I have not started anything new yet. Um, nothing new. I watched another couple of episodes of Stranger Things. I'm getting close to the end now, and it's it's actually improved a bit this season. The last couple of episodes, um, so I've actually been enjoying it a lot more. Kind of meandered around the first sort of five or six episodes. Uh, but now, it's, it's, yeah, it's quite enjoyable. So I'll finish that off next week. Uh, is that it for TV, Paul? You didn't see any TV? No, don't watch TV. Uh, oh. Yeah, Except football. Ball. We talked about that maybe. Hang on a second. You're going to say Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> I, watched, I watched half an episode of The Grand Tour. That's it. God. How did you go not watching any telly to watching about seven cartoons a week? What do you mean? You used to watch loads. Well, I stopped watching Simpsons and Family Guy because they made me angry instead of enjoying them. (laughs) And then Cleveland Show went off the air, and that was the worst one anyway, so I was was happy enough for that. Uh, American Dad I still watch, but I don't don't think that started up again yet. Um, Robot Chicken I watch, but that's been very bad so far since it's come back. Um, like it might knock that on the head altogether. Uh, that's it. Fair enough. Um, move forward there uh, onto Game Golf. I'm the only one who put anything in the Game Golf section, but uh, I finished mm-hmm. Evil Within Two, which I've been playing for a couple of weeks. Uh, really fantastic. Really, really great. Um, it's it's such a cool premise, and they do so much with it. If you've never if you've never heard anything about it or played either of the games, the premise is basically the Matrix meets like Silent Hill. It's mm. about like a shady government organization that wants to like unify humanity by having them be uh, living in a in a basically a simulation, but instead of it all being computer based, you're living within one person's mind. Uh, that's the premise, and so naturally things go awry, and 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 um, your your character, the protagonist, has to go in to to save the day. Basically, uh, uh, your daughter is being used as the host mind because they need a kind of pure, stable mind to host all the other personalities that are being that are trying to live in this utopia. But she goes missing within within the world of her own brain. It's very weird, but it's very cool. 
Um, and because it's kind of a more psychological horror and, and kind of personality-driven uh, uh, setting than, than The Matrix, uh, sort of uh, personality traits uh, basically give you your superpowers. So more so than like Neo just sort of concentrating and, 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 and harvesting power that way, uh, there's like a, a an egocentric artist who becomes a serial killer, but he can bend the world to his will because he has this kind of strong personality. It's a really, really cool premise, um, and, the, and I think the story wraps up in some in some good ways. I was very pleasantly surprised by the story. Uh, lots of trippy visuals, lots of um, uh, lots of uh, impossible space, lots of walking in one direction, turn around, and the environment's changed behind you. Uh, lots of just really, really great stuff. Uh, what, the, the only real problem I had with it is it's it's um, for as interesting as the story is, there's a lot of very hokey writing, a lot of exposition, a lot of a lot of interesting themes that then have characters just outright say what the theme is and 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 kind of beat you over the head with some of the stuff they're doing, which is unfortunate. But uh, super cool setting, very satisfying final hour, ninety minutes, and a really great kind of. Um, survival horror game with, with some kind of open world elements it's really cool uh, and that's got to be one of the more underrated games of last year uh, in, a, in a very real way because it's sold piss poor so underrated in every conceivable way uh, so yeah finished that and I played I, I got this ages ago but I then I gave it to my roommate when he was going to the states I got it back I, played, I put a couple hours into Skyrim on the Switch mm. um, which is still great still a very impressive novelty and Skyrim is still a great game. And I had some reservations about it technically when I first started playing it. But honestly, the load times and stuff are... are they seem, as, to the naked eye, they seem about comparable to um, to what they were on the consoles. Mm. So um, that's what I'm playing at the moment, really. I've, I've, I've kind of gotten back into it now. You know, it's a, good, it's a good game. And I never got to finish it. So I'm thinking, as weird as it is, this may be the, uh, 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 the format I finish it on. Um, yeah, those are the video games for the week. Big, big, big recommendation though. If you do see Evil Within, if you if you see it on sale and you like your horrors, you like your Last of Us, your Resident Evil. Uh, I got it on sale. I think I probably I would have been perfectly happy if I if I uh, got it full price. But if you do see it on sale, grab it, play it. It's it's worth playing. I, it's a shame that it got kind of overlooked last year. But uh, yeah, that's the video games for me for the week. Paul, I assume you didn't play it. Did you still tipping away on Assassin's Creed? Yeah, I think people can only hear me talk about Assassin's Creed so many times before I get sick of it. Yeah. Right. I, I just passed the 40 hour, probably about 42 hours in. Um, level 39. So I'm right near the level cap. And I think I am coming towards the end of it. Um, so hopefully I'll have that finished in the next week or two. And then I can kind of move on to... Maybe Hellblade next, or I, I've had a weird um, kind of urge to start the Witness lately because I never, I never started the Witness. So that might be oh, real. We'll see, we'll see. One of them too, anyway. Um, but yeah, still enjoying Assassin's Creed, but looking forward now to to finishing up on that and starting something else. Yeah, that, since I have Evil Within out of the way, I think I might focus more on Assassin's Creed, get that finished. So good, so good. Uh, yeah, God, it's a, that's a, a neat video game. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, all our various guffs for this week. Before we get into the wrestling, Paul has a game he wants to play with us. Yeah, because it's our birthday episode, so we always try and do something special for you, don't we? Yeah. So this week, it's the return of 
um, the quiz that everybody's been messaging us to do again. <laughs> our, t- <laughs> our Twitter's been blowing up off the handle. Email inbox too full. That's why we've no emails this week, because the inbox is full with requests for Dwayne Johnson Busters to return. Uh, so here it is. So for people who don't remember Dwayne Johnson Busters and never listened before, I'm going to give a, to the lads a cryptic clue um, to a wrestler's name. So the classic example is, uh, what, was, what was the clue for Sashay Banks? Barry, when you uh, did back this, in the day? This, this place is where you go to store your savings of your ketchup or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, so that would be Sachet Banks, the bank where you go to put your ketchup. See, my, my, preferred, my preferred example is uh, if you were playing against Arsenal 15 years ago, you would have wanted to do this, and that was Marc Henri. <laughs> there you go, Marc Henri. Perfect. That's a good one. So we don't give initials, because I think the initials of wrestlers makes it too easy. But yeah. if you guys do get stuck, maybe I can give a hint. I'll give you a hint in, in advance anyway. They're all, um, shite. They're all current. <laughs> they're all current Raw or SmackDown wrestlers. Okay. Okay. And then there's six of them. If we need, we have a tiebreaker as well. Okay. So, are we ready to start? So the way the way it works, okay, is I'll say out the clue. I don't anticipate people will get it right away. So, it's just whoever shouts it out first will get will be the winner. Okay. And I get to judge if there's a. If there's a controversy, okay? So the first clue, keep in mind, this is a current Raw or SmackDown superstar, man or woman. The cowboy can't believe that Barbie's fella's mother is late. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, um. The cowboy, you can't believe it. Barbie's fella's mother is late, and the cowboy is kind of perplexed about this. He cannot believe that this happened. Brian Kendrick? (laughs) It's not Frank Kendrick. It's not Frank Kendrick. Good guess, Barry. It's good, but it's it's not right. Um, You're on the right track, though. Keep thinking. So Bar- Barbie's fella's mother. Who's Barbie's fella? Who's that? <laughs> we know who. We know who that is. That bit. That's the one bit we got. <laughs> that's the only. That's the only thing I was working off. <laughs> who's who on the roster is called Ken Mam? Yeah, Ken. <laughs> It's not just her, but she's late. She's not on time. Yeah, she's not punctual. She's... Uh. <coughs> Fuck. Um. Oh god. Um. Tough. Um. What does a cowboy say when you know he's on his horse and that? Yeehaw. Well, you say that maybe you say that if you'd be happy that Barry's father's mother's not not on the way. I'll, I'll let you guys know this is a, a raw superstar, okay? <laughs> that helps. Raw superstar. Um, 
Uh, if, you, if you're really stuck, I'll give you the initials. How about that? Uh, give me the initials. Joe, do you want the initials? Uh, I think we're going to need them. Okay, so yeah. be ready to jump in here. The initials are <laughs> WMH. I don't even know who that is. WMH. WMH? Who the fuck is that? <laughs> um... Okay. W. Oh, Woken Matt Hardy? Ding, 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 ding. Oh. I do not. I do not get that at all. I do not get that. Right, well, let me explain it. Shit. What does the cowboy say? Whoa. He says, whoa. Okay. Who's Barbie? Wait, wait, who's Barbie's fellas? Ken's Ma. Ken's Ma. And she's tardy. Whoa, Ken's Ma's tardy. There you go. That's the that's dreadful. Whoa, why is it a cowboy saying whoa? Whoa, whoa partner. Is this... <laughs> no, I was. Ah, oh, I was gonna say one of the hardies. So I was, I was thinking tardy, but then yeah. I was like, what's the whoa? What's the yeehaw bit? <laughs> yeehaw, Ken Hardy. <laughs> whoa. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay so that's. That's 1-0 to Barry, is it? Uh, yes. Okay. Number two. <laughs> Again, a, a current day Raw or SmackDown star. Alright. Alright, those boys who who don't tell the truth, <laughs> they, are, they aren't feeling well. That's the clue. Those boys who don't tell the truth, they aren't feeling well. So who doesn't tell the truth? <laughs> Most people. <laughs> wrestlers. What? Most wrestlers. Um. Um. So NXT is not included in this. This is not included in NXT. Yeah, I was gonna say Lars Sullivan. Ooh, that would have been a good one. That works. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, my favorite tag team, the Sick Fibbers. <laughs> sick Fibbers, Barry, is not a million miles away, to be honest. You don't have the right words, but you're on the right track. Mm, uh... okay, this, is, this is another raw superstar. Who does what? What do you call someone? Those boys who don't tell the truth, who are they? Liars. 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 Yeah. And they're not feeling well. They're not. Elias. Elias. Very good. Elias. 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 That's, that Elias. works. That works. That's alright. That's alright. All right. That one. So that, there's one. One all. So Joe got that one. So Elias. That was Elias from Raw. Right? Yeah, Elias. Yeah, it works. Right. Easy one here to get you back into it. Okay. Okay. All right, here we go. Get, get your fingers on the buzzers on this one, right? Yeah. That big um, city in Texas, right? Is it is a bit smelly. What's that about? Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas. Joe is right in there. 
B.O. Dallas. That's B.O. Dallas. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Yes, yeah. that's stinky in that. Uh, number four, Joe's in the lead now, 2-1. All right. <laughs> this, uh, okay, even I'll say, this is one of the more convoluted ones. If you thought Woken and Matardi was uh, something, right? <laughs> okay, uh, let me try not to laugh while I say this, right? Because <laughs> I know how bad this is. <laughs> it's that good. <laughs> no, it's bad. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. That lad's that lad's legs, right? He's only got three he's got three of those bits in the middle. We only might have two of them, but he's got three. That lad's legs, he's got three of those bits in the middle, and only one of the little wigglers at the end. That's me- That's mental. Tony Nees joke <laughs> That is ridiculous. <laughs> Tony knees. Wait. He got three knees. Knees. <laughs> he's got one toe. He's got one knee, and then he's got two knees. So he's got three of those bits in the middle, and only one little wiggler. Tony oh, knees. That's brilliant. <laughs> That's great. Oh God, Tony knees. <laughs> right, Barry, you're three one down now. Joe's got three in a row. Oh my god. <laughs> you need to You need to fight your way back into this. Okay, I try it. Right. Oh god. Right. I hurt my I hurt my arm on holidays. Doesn't have to be your arm, it could be your knee, right? Whatever. Just you hurt you got hurt on holidays. But no one could help you because they only spoke foreign. They couldn't give you what you needed because they only spoke a foreign language. Um, I hurt my arm in holidays. No one could give me what I needed because they only spoke foreign. This one is a Smackdown superstar. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I think I got it. Aiden English. Ah, Joe. 4-1. Uh, Joe's just better at this than I am. My Aid God. in English. Aid in English is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, the way you went about it, uh, uh, hurting your fucking arm on fucking holiday, you know, he's, uh, Jesus. I mean, that clue was rubbish, but aid in English is not a bad answer. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, for pride here, Barry, for the sixth one. <laughs> that bloke who's fixing up me bathroom, is he not cold with his arse half hanging out? <laughs> Another Smackdown um, one. Um, Chuck Palumbo. Because <laughs> <laughs> Palumbo, is that what you're thinking? Yeah. No, he's, he's not fixing up the pipes. He's he's doing something else in the bathroom. He's fixing up my bathroom. What? Um, that bloke who's fixing up my bathroom, is he not cold with his arse oh, half hanging out? Ty Dillinger? <laughs> it's not Ty Dillinger. <laughs> How did we tie Dillinger? Tile. I thought he's a Tyler. Tile Dillinger. I still don't get it. Anyway. Um. You're very close, Barry, but it's not Ty Dillinger. Tyler Bate? No, not Tyler Bate. <laughs> Um, Why would his arse be cold if it's hanging out? What's making his arse cold? <laughs> the wind. <laughs> 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 
Oh, you're so close. <laughs> oh, God. The listeners at home are going mad. <laughs> Barry has basically said the answer. <laughs> Um, let's do a little bit of maths <laughs> Tyler Bate plus wind equals <laughs> Tyler wind Tyler Breeze Tyler Breeze <laughs> oh no how did I get so close <laughs> fuck it's just not my game <laughs> okay and then I had a, a tiebreaker one which is a hall of famer it's not raw or smackdown okay alright <laughs> this is a bit of a morbid one, okay? So, if Jerry Lawler had suffered his on-the-air cardiac arrest a decade earlier, he might have said this to his old co-commentator. Puppies, Ross, what? Oh. If Jerry Lawler had suffered his on-the-air cardi- cardiac arrest a decade earlier, he might have said this to his old co-commentator. Give us the initials. J H J H. WWE Hall of Famer. I've no. I just got it. Oh my god. Would he Would he say something like Jim Jimmy Hart? Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart. It's Jimmy Hart, Joe. Uh, That's really good. That's really good. So final score. 6-1 6-1 to Joe. A drubbing. <laughs> Aside from Woken Matardi, which Barry got. That fired me up. That was so bad. That fired me up. <laughs> there you go. You got it back well, for one week. God. Hope you enjoyed it. Anyway. I've been thoroughly <sighs> humbled by Joe there, but we will persevere with this goddamn broadcast and we'll get into the wrestling talk a bit of unfortunate news to kick things off as there often is in the world of wrestling Uh, Jason Jordan got his neck surgery I believe we talked about it a couple weeks ago when he first got injured Uh, yeah that sucks Uh, I don't know that there's an estimated time for his return but uh, yeah he seems quite young to already be having neck issues. It's it's quite mm-hmm. unfortunate. Yeah, himself and Paige in the same kind of... Although, obviously, Paige is a lot more severe. Yeah, that Paige is an interesting one, though, because they still have not officially confirmed that on air, have they? No. Um, so I don't actually know what her status is. I don't know if they're like... if it's. I hope it doesn't become like this Daniel Bryan thing where she's like in purgatory forever. That would be really unfortunate. Um, but, uh, yeah. So Jason Jordan... Uh, sidelined, it would seem for a while. They have not. They have not issued any statements on the titles yet. Oh no! Wait, no, he lost those titles. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, that tells you how up to date I am on Raw. Uh, Paul, did you watch SmackDown this week? I did. What you, th- you make of it? I I can't I can't wait for WrestleMania to come quickly enough so I can knock this on the head. And I actually also watched NXT this week. To be fair, I, I as promised, I'm back on the NXT, the NXT train, and NXT was a lot more fun than SmackDown was. I meant to watch NXT, but I, I didn't get around to it yet because now I have my my subscription back. I'm I'm watching a few more bits and pieces. But uh, yeah, all all I saw from SmackDown was that match that Shane McMahon made for Fastlane, which was what 
for, this is for next week, the Ziggler oh, match. So the, the entire story of SmackDown, right, was that they're going to have Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens, and the winner gets AJ at Fastlane. And then in the main event, Styles, again, to make him look like a buffoon, I suppose, he attacked both men. Uh, and then Brian, Daniel Bryan came out and said, well, it's going to be a triple threat match, so ho-ho. Uh, and then Shane McMahon on Twitter says, we're going to be doing a match that no one in their right mind would want to see. Baron Corbin against Dolph Ziggler next week. And whoever wins that will be in the main event also, and it'll be a four-way match. Keep in mind that this was on the same uh, SmackDown week as they uh, unveiled their first ever SmackDown Top 10. Which, in storyline terms, is a list which is voted on by the wrestlers themselves, which is to give management and essentially management an idea of who is deserving of opportunities. You know, that's kind of the storyline reason for it. Uh, Any guesses where Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler placed in the top 10? Not on it. Not on the list, baby. So already that's buried and in the ground after a day. Throw that in the bin. Um, so, knowing that next week's SmackDown has essentially two heels, Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler, might give, might give it a miss, because I'm going to be going to the cinema and then having Valentine's Day and then going for a meal. So, uh, excuse me in advance yeah. if I forget to watch SmackDown next week. Um, why, why would they... You think if they were going to... Uh, I'm giving them too much credit for thinking ahead, but... Why would they book those two the way they did in the Rumble if they were going to be involved in the Fastlane main event, one of them? Why would um, they book this entire SmackDown around making a triple threat match if they're only going to throw in Ziggler or Corbin anyway? Yeah, I mean, God, yeah. This is just very, very odd uh, booking. I mean, Ziggler was already a joke before the Rumble. He came out at 30 and everyone kind of laughed. I don't know if we were supposed to be surprised. And then he got tossed out in two minutes. And Corbin um, was in for even less. Yeah, Corbin. Corbin was in for nothing in the in the opening stretch. I mean, just ridiculous. Um, yeah, SmackDown's been on such the uh, such the downturn. Oh yeah. Um, since uh, for, uh, for months now, so that's unfortunate. I tell you what's on the upswing though. A, a, a WWE property on the upswing. I watched Two Hundred Five Live this week. Ooh. Um, they've had a little bit of a reset recently. It's it's you know bizarre circumstances. What with the Enzo stuff, but it, uh, basically they're, they're having a uh, sixteen man tournament mm-hmm. for the. Um, it's like the uh, Cruiserweight the, Classic all over again. It very much is, and sure enough, it's actually better. Um, so they brought in Rockstar Spud as as Drake Maverick, the terribly mm-hmm. named general manager of Two Hundred Five Live. Uh, and he's he they're they're treating him kind of like a regal esque GM. He's kind of just staying out of the way. He's you know people are barging into his office demanding matches. He's making matches, and that's that's pretty much it. He's not doing a whole lot, but but it's fine. Um, and right now the show is just two long good matches most weeks, and some little video packages, and that's it. So this week they had Lince Dorado versus Callisto mm-hmm. in a match that went. 20 minutes I think and had like an inconceivable amount of near falls like they treated this like their Wrestlemania match um, uh, they had a really great match the finish was uh, Callisto doing a, like he jumped onto the second rope jumped backwards and then hit a reverse 
uh, Rana on on Lindsay Dorado, and Dorado landed on Callisto and looked like he really nearly broke his neck. But, uh, it was still a really really good match. They got the crowd into it eventually. It's th- they're still in that like weird like death slot um, after SmackDown. Mm. Um, so eh, struggling with the crowd a little bit, but they they got it. They got some good reaction for their near falls. Uh, then they had a bunch of video packages. They had a Roderick Strong video, right? That was like straight out of the Cruiserweight Classic. This is the exact kind of thing uh, they would do. Just him like sitting on a chair, talking to a camera about his background. Uh, and like, you know, growing up with a traditional family and how the family lost everything because both his parents were like battling these demons. And then he was like <clears throat> growing up in a trailer park and, you know, giving his whole life story. And then it culminates in him making it to WWE. So that was a great story. They did a TJ Perkins video, uh, not video package, but like sit down interview where he was acting like a douche, which was, you know, it was okay. It was not, it was not silly. It was not over the top. He was just being a bit of a dick. Uh, and then the main event was Roderick Strong versus Hideo Itami in another tournament match. And they beat the bejesus out of each other. Um, it was uh, one of the best Hideo performances in WWE in some time. Roderick Strong was great. Uh, and uh, Strong won. So so he and Callisto advanced in the uh, in the tournament. It's good stuff. Uh, and that match also, that match actually had decent heat. Again, still an uphill struggle, but they, had, they got good reactions. Um... This show is a is a thumbs up for the last few weeks. Is it still an hour long, or is it how long? Is um, it? it's fifty minutes. Yeah, yeah I think. Yeah. Um, it's weird because I had heard that the mix match challenge was eating into their time. I think the first week for the midnight, the mix match challenge that this show was uh, subsequently like forty minutes, but this week it was fifty. So I, I I don't know what the official sort of ruling is on that, okay. but it's very easy to watch. Um. Uh, uh, you know, kind of breezes by. Everything is is basic and to the point. I don't know if this is going to be like the permanent new direction, but as of right now, it's a very solid watch, and and they're just putting the, the dudes in there, and they're having good matches. I mentioned obviously a few weeks ago the uh, Cedric Alexander Mustafa Ali match. I mean, that was another great one. These are these are good. Like these would be really great Raw matches if they were on Raw. They they they'd hang really well at top level Raw match, which is good. So. Uh, thumbs up for 205 Live. Um, see here. Notepad keeps closing. I don't know why that is. There it is. Uh, yeah, so I watched that. I watched uh, OTT Homecoming. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say that Paul uh, didn't already say. It was a good show. It was a really great show. Um, uh, I, I enjoyed the Thatcher match quite a lot. It was something a little bit different. Uh, I definitely think, obviously, you know, it had a, a tough competition, and it was it was a, a particular kind of match that might might struggle to shine following like the Keith Lee match and coming before the cage match. But I, I definitely enjoyed it a whole lot. Um, so yeah, uh, no, nothing. Again, I don't have a, a whole lot to add other than uh, I, I echo Paul's statements from from last week. Probably not to, quite the. I did go a bit mad when we were doing that last time. Um, and if people haven't heard that, the homecoming review, if, even if you, you're not into OTT, if you want to hear me kind of lose my mind and make statements that I can never take back, uh-huh. um, check out our OTT review from last week. I think I, I compared one of the matches to <laughs> women getting the vote at one point, <laughs> which is a bit mad. Um, in a positive way, of course, I meant. A bit, a bit mad, yeah. That's a term I would use. But, uh, 
being there live, it was so good. Oh my god, such a good show. Yeah, it's it's I, I watching the Keith Lee speedball match. I did wish I was there live. I mean, cause that that was just like the the atmosphere was insane. Mike Bailey's performance in that match was just outrageously great. Just getting the shit kicked out of him, thrown all over the ring, fighting back. Every time he fought back, he fought back by hitting Keith Lee with like the coolest kick imaginable or a big shooting star knee drop or something crazy and and, Lee, and Keith Lee would power through. It was a great match. I thought I thought Banks versus Zack Sabre Jr. was really good. I, I, I don't know that that was necessarily at a, a top OTT match level. Like, I didn't think it was one of the It might have just been me being in the right mood for that match at that time, you know? It was a... I mean, for for the like middle of the show, that was an. It was like moment. watching a really good MMA fight. It was basically the same sensation I get from that. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a great uh, uh, Zack Saber style match, and we don't, we don't get a lot of those here yet. It's only his second match in um, um, uh, in OTT, so so tons more potential. And obviously, they set up the Jordan match. Um, Although they then announced matches for the Outer Space Odyssey show, um, and we'll get to that in a second. Okay. We'll get to that. Okay. I, I, I do want to talk about that, but um, yeah, they set up the the Zach Jordan match, which I I I would guess would be at the stadium. Uh, I'd imagine so. Especially since for the outer space show, they're doing Zach versus. Star. So we'll talk about that in a bit. Mm. Uh, but yeah, really, really cracking show. Uh, the new venue seems great. Um, I'm sure there will probably be some, you know improvements on it over time but it was a thumbs up the cage as you mentioned was this great spectacle uh it really was it, it came off terrifyingly huge on the on the video um so that was that was really great um yeah so so thumbs up thumbs up for that well worth a watch uh the new belts are great i did notice as you alluded to pumperdink struggling to get that belt out of the fucking bag <laughs> oh did they not did they not edit that at all no 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 that was in there in its entirety um <laughs> So that was good, and I want to watch the uh, the Belfast show, which is now up on the service. Yeah. Um, so that looks good, and yeah, as, as Paul alluded to, they got OTT. Oh, they did also worth noting they left in the 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 moment that the crowd was shown the the video for Scrapper Mania, mm. um, and so the the big pop for Ishii and uh, uh, and Suzuki that was great. That's great. I always love those. That's like my favorite thing at OTT is everyone going crazy for the names on the next show. Um, so so yeah. Uh, so yeah, they kind of do some quick OTT news before we wrap up here. They did announce the matches for the Outer Space Odyssey show, which is the next show in the Shure Road uh, location. Uh, and I suppose the most noteworthy one is that they are doing Martina defending her gender-neutral championship against Pete Dunne um, in a match that a lot of people did not seem happy to be getting i know i certainly wouldn't be uh impressed if i was going and getting that as someone who liked martina a lot and and you know she was one of the key things that really hooked me in ott uh i know a lot of people who were itching for a pete dunn singles match we haven't had his pete dunn singles match since last february since the ryan smile um, match was it when he lost the title to ryan yeah. smile yeah um uh, this is the first one since that and i told i asked someone privately like did you wish on a monkey's paw to get a Pete Dunne singles match, um, and this is the one you got. Like people, people were getting pretty fired up about it. OTT, <clears throat> of course, were all on the defensive about it. A lot of you know, a lot of people who worked there, a lot of the super fans were like, "You, some people just don't like fun," you know, just that shit. Um, I think it's yeah. I think as you say, it's more a case that people were wanting this like 
super good Pete Dunne match. And I don't even think, to be honest, I don't think him and Martina are even necessarily going to have a comedy match. I think this would be kind of the first gender neutral match that would be played kind of more straight. Um, but I don't yeah. know if I like that more or less. Yeah, but as you say, I, I kind of I think people were just wanted this kind of killer, um, you know, Pete Dunne match that I don't know that they're necessarily going to be getting anymore. And especially if the defense of it is like, oh, it's just a bit of fun, and then and, and then they do a, a non comedy match. This kind of sends mixed messages. What it's about. I know that. I after the the homecoming show, I did kind of reconsider because I thought the arena was great. I thought getting to it was great. I did kind of have a second thought about do I actually want to go to this because I was looking on the on the Eventbrite uh, website, and there were still kind of um, not VIP seats, but there were still like a signs not a signed seating even, but you know what I mean. Not the non general admission tickets. There were still some of those available, and then that was the day that they announced that they weren't doing Saber Junior Jordan. They're doing Star Saber Junior instead, and they're doing Pete Dunne against Martina, and uh, I know that that doesn't exactly speak to me as a fan, or specifically of what I want from OTT. So uh, the wallet went tentatively back into the the pocket, and instead I'm going to go see Electric Six in the Academy <laughs> at the end of February. Oh. Gay bar. Um, That's right. Yeah, they, so, they announced yeah. they announced Zack Saber and, and David Starr, which uh, they released it a couple of hours after they announced the Martina matches. To me, it felt like they were saying, "Fucking shut up! You want a great match? Here's a great match." Yeah, there you go. Shut your mouth. Um, I don't know. It's just yeah, because like some of the people you know in OGT were like, "Oh, preaching you know, the usual thing of oh, gender doesn't matter." It's like I don't think anyone cares that it's a gender intergender match. I think they just be blunt about it. Just, they, they, well, the intergender title match at Homecoming was great fun, you know. It was. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, but it's just it's people. It's people just don't want Pete Dunne in that. You know what yeah, I mean? It's just, and it's more so that, like, I think they want like what they know will be a really good match. And you said, you know, I personally, I think it'll be a comedy match because I think Pete is versatile enough that that he will go for the comedy because he can do it. Right. And I know you said that maybe this will be the first serious one, and they'll have a great match. Just to be, I don't know if Martinez is going to have an excellent Pete Dunne style match. I think if they try it. I think they'll yield less than if they were to just go comedy. Because I think if they go comedy, it will at least be good. And I think the crowd there will appreciate it. And it's the type of thing that if I was there, I'd probably enjoy it. What's but, interesting, though, is that you said something a few weeks ago about the WWE UK champion losing, potentially, on a show. So this makes a very interesting situation where is he going to lose to Martina? Possibly. Uh, I my guess, oh, I don't know. My guess is that there won't be a finish, which will make people even more sour on the whole thing. Uh, or what? That there be a there be a run in and it'll turn into a tag match or something. Is that weird? I I was thinking, God, this would be such a bad move. But he wins it and then he just like forfeits it. Yeah, I don't know about that. I I, I would hate that, but but I I. They, they, you know, Pete has. Oh, I'm trying to think. Actually, I was going to say Pete has lost, but he wasn't. He wasn't UK champion when he lost to Ryan Smile. I don't know if I've seen him lose since he won that belt. Um, I mean, he and Trent beat those. The, they, they won the a kids. handicap match against three kids. You know, um, yeah, that's an interesting one. I strongly doubt Martina is simply winning clean. I strongly doubt that. Um, mm. But it's it's interesting to say the least. Uh, so yeah, that's that's yeah. 
I don't know. So yeah, there's there's more to be announced for that show, but I, I mean I'm, I wasn't going to go anyway. But if if I was on the fence, I mean those two matches, as great as I'm sure Saber Junior and Star will be, uh, that's not getting me. You know, I'm not open. Yeah, I'm it doesn't open. help as well that the Scrapper Mania tickets go on sale second of March, yes. which is five days before I get paid. So I need to keep my money for then. For that, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Scrapper Mania. They announced uh, they made two matches with two big imports. Uh, they are doing Jeff Cobb versus Tomohiro Ishii. Yes, please. Uh, which is a big yes, please. And they are doing Minoru Suzuki versus Keith Lee, which is a very big yes, please. Um, <laughs> they so, picked the two perfect opponents for the Japanese boys. Yeah, I yeah, and I was I was you know you kind of worried because it's like you know I was talking to someone about this previously. He was like, oh, why aren't you know why aren't they doing the Jap like some capital some combination of the Japanese guys and a third person versus Kings of the North. And I was like, well, I had that opinion before the being the elite show. And then I was extremely thankful that they did not put the Kings in that position. Yeah. And I think it's kind of obvious when you look at, especially the stadium shows, I think it's pretty obvious that OTT tries to avoid difficult political, uh, uh, conflicts. Yeah. Uh, by, by kind of, Pairing your imports against your imports and putting, you know, like you know, putting you know your big stars against people who could lose. I think I think that's Russia. okay if it's kind of um, mixed in with high profile Irish matches, like you had obviously at being the elite, you had the the two stinkers, and then you had Devlin Haskins, and you had the Kings of the North Rapture, like you had the the big OTT matches mixed in with the the attraction matches, let's say. Yeah, yeah, and I and I, I think I think. Yeah, these two matches, you know, will work well with like Saber Junior versus Jordan, and that's really the three matches you have on paper for this show. Everything else is kind of up in the air, but like you look at those three matches and how great they look on paper, and then you consider they still have Riddle, Osprey, uh, I don't know, they announced Keith Lee for something, Um, uh, Kings of the North, all the locals, you know, so that that. That will hopefully be the best stadium show, and like I, I hope this is a blowaway stadium show. Like I hope this laps the other ones, because um, uh, they they need. I mean, I think I've enjoyed all the stadium shows. Obviously, being the elite was the weakest. I but I think they need a, a home run show in the way Homecoming was a home run show. I think the stadium needs a home run, top to bottom, excellent show. Um, uh, to, to to really seal it for OTT, but. Um, yeah, those tickets are on sale soon. I'll be getting them. Um, and I'm looking forward to that show quite a bit. So, um, I think that's going to do it for this week's show. Hmm. Uh, short show this week. Quiet week, I think. It was short, know. but it was it was packed to the brim. So it's okay. I mean, we got Dwayne Johnson busters. So I don't know what more people could possibly want. <laughs> um, so we got Jason Jordan's there. neck. We got uh, Cloverfield. It's all in there. It was packed to the brim of content, lads. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about diets, gyms, and all that. Jim, uh, me heart, was in there. <laughs> um, so, yes. So we'll be back next week. Uh, with all the latest and greatest, the, fir- the first, the first week week of year nine of the podcast. Year nine, uh, there'll be there'll be Valentine's talk. There will be um, uh, Black Panther review. Ooh, uh, oh. uh, there might be more Oscar movies discussed mm-hmm. uh, and, and all that jazz. So tune back, tune back in next week for that. Until then, though, 
It is goodbye from me, Barry Murphy. It is goodbye from Joe Towder. Goodbye, friends. And it's goodbye from Mr. Paul Griffin. Goodbye.